Welcome to Follow, a Latter-day Saint Scripture Poetry Podcast. My name is Mary Jane Rice. Thank you for joining me today. The reading this week is Acts chapters 6 through 9. The poem I'm sharing today was inspired by Paul's conversion on the road to Damascus, as recorded in Acts chapter 9, verses 1 through 22. If you'd like to read along, you can find this poem on my website at maryjanerice.com. Let's begin. Saul, Saul I was born with purpose, a firm desire to serve God, whatever the sacrifice or suffering. I raged at blasphemy, pitched body and soul into battle, knew with every sinew I was right. But I was mistaken. Oversure and blind, I sacrificed others for my own sins. A thorn in my heart pricks me forward now to rectify and rescue those whose eyes in earlier life I wouldn't deign to meet. For God had mercy on me, or on my victims. Who can tell? I'll start with a brief note about the Saul-slash-Paul name change. Some say that Saul changed his name to Paul because of his conversion, but other sources note that he probably went by both names, depending who he was interacting with. Saul is a Hebrew name, while Paul is a Roman or Latin name. Having dual names makes sense in a society where people often spoke two languages and even held dual citizenship. We sometimes see the same thing today when people immigrate to a country where their given name is difficult for locals to pronounce or would otherwise make them stand out too much. But I also like the idea of Paul receiving a new name to signify a major life change or covenant, as in the cases of Abraham and Israel. Maybe some biblical writers purposely made the choice to use Paul's names in such a way as to hearken back to those prophets. This poem was partly inspired by my personal view of how personalities are largely unchanging. I've heard people say before that people never change, but I don't think that's exactly true. People sometimes drastically change what they believe and how they behave, but I do think a person's underlying personality doesn't usually change very much. I see this same thing in Paul's life. While he undergoes a very dramatic conversion, his personality seems to remain the same. He is still uncompromising in his commitment to his religious beliefs. He was always willing to do anything to serve the Lord. He was just wrong initially about what the Lord wanted him to do. So perhaps that is part of the reason why the Lord gave him not just a second chance, but a special commission that he knew Paul would never waver to fulfill. It was incredibly merciful for the Lord to appear to Paul since he probably wouldn't have ever changed otherwise. It was also an act of mercy to the early saints whom he was persecuting. Uh, Note that this story is similar to the story of Alma the Younger in the Book of Mormon. It would be really interesting, I think, to parallel the two stories side by side and note the similarities and differences. I've done this before with a comparison of Stephen's martyrdom to Abinadi's martyrdom, and I'm happy to share that with anyone who's interested. I think maybe next year I'll do the same thing 
for Paul and Alma the Younger and see what I can come up with. Some questions I had about Paul's journey to Damascus include who accompanied Paul to Damascus. Um, After he sees the vision, he doesn't eat or drink for three days. Are those full days or parts of days as with Jesus's death and resurrection? It's not impossible that it was full days, but I can never can tell with the way they phrase things. Um, After Paul's vision, did he purposely begin a fast out of a desire to repent or was he unable to eat? Maybe he couldn't eat because he was suffering from a sense of guilt. When he's healed, he seems to be relieved from that sense of guilt, just like you have the, the metaphor or the parallels of Jesus healing people physically and spiritually at the same time, forgiving them of their sins. I think Paul must have been a very effective teacher because he seemed to draw a lot more anger and response than other disciples, and he's constantly in danger of being killed. Maybe his style was more confrontational, or maybe the people, the the Jews in the area were just more angry because he'd been on their side before and had changed so drastically. The 2019 Come Follow Me manual suggested a way we can liken Paul's experiences to our own. It said, you might begin by asking in prayer, as Saul did, what wilt thou have me to do? Or you could write this question as a title in your journal and record impressions that come to you over time. I thought this was a good suggestion, but also important to remember that as very few people undergo such an instantaneous conversion. Our answers are likely to be more gradual and coming, so it's helpful to keep going back to that list and adding things to it. We are not called to do the same mission, so we don't all need the same experiences to prepare us for what we need to do. And it doesn't have to be seeing Jesus in a vision. Sometimes it can be something much more subtle but just as powerful because of the influence of the Holy Spirit. Now I'll read the poem for you again. Saul, Saul. I was born with purpose, a firm desire to serve God, whatever the sacrifice or suffering. I raged at blasphemy, pitched body and soul into battle, knew with every sinew I was right. But I was mistaken. Oversure and blind, I sacrificed others for my own sins. A thorn in my heart pricks me forward now to rectify and rescue those whose eyes in earlier life I wouldn't deign to meet. For God had mercy on me, or on my victims. Who can tell? That's all for today. You can find more of my poetry at facebook.com slash latterdaysaintpoetry or visit maryjanerice.com. That's M-E-R-R-I-J-A-N-E rice.com. My contact information is in the show notes. Thank you for listening. May your time spent in the scriptures this week be rewarding. <laughs>